listening to Encouraging Words to Give You Hope. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage you with the words of hope God gives us in His Word. I'm your host, Hope Ann, the author and founder of Meditate Hope. Join me each week as we discuss several different topics, dive into God's Word together, and encourage ourselves in the Lord. So sit back, grab your Bible, and take some notes as we meditate on the encouragement God gives us in His Word. Are you ready? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode. It's Hope here, your host, and today we are finally continuing our series in the Psalms. So to start off this week's episode and set the tone for this week's Psalms that we'll be looking at, here's a question for you. What first comes to your mind when you wake up in the morning? Is it your to-do list for the day? Do you worry about something? Or do you think, I need a coffee right now for all you coffee drinkers? But as believers, the real question should be, is God the first thing on my mind? Is he what my soul longs for and I just wouldn't be satisfied until I got to be filled by him? This week, as we continue our series in the Psalms, we'll be diving into three different Psalms, Psalm 42, 63, and 27. These Psalms have different perspectives from two different Psalmists, but all three blend in together with their common theme their longing and thirst for the Lord. So get ready and grab your Bible as we dive into these Psalms and may we reflect on this question. Are we thirsty for the things of God? So first we're going to take a look at Psalm 42, which was probably a song or hymn, and it refers to the sons of Korah as the writers. This is what Enduring Word Commentary says about the sons of Korah. The sons of Korah were Levites from the family of Kohath. By David's time, it seems they served in the musical aspect of the temple worship. We're going to go verse by verse through these three psalms, kind of summarizing what the verses mean and some things to think about and process of what is going on in the text. So in Psalm 42, verses 1 through 2, these are what these verses say. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Here we see the psalmist's deep longing for God and need for the Lord just as the deer longs for water. Maybe right now you are craving a specific food and are just so badly longing for it. This was the type of longing the psalmist had for God. He had a deep desire and thirst for God. He doesn't just say, my soul thirsts for God. He says, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Emphasis here is on living God. Back in the days of the Israelites, and even now, people of other nations worship their own pagan gods and religions. Here, the psalmist declares that he desires for his God, the one true God who gives life, the living God. At the end of verse 2, when the psalmist says, When can I go and meet with God? He refers to his desire to meet with God in the temple and be with God's people. So in today's terms, we can say that this refers to the desire to be at church with the body of Christ. Then in verse 3, we see some honest real talk from the psalmist. He expresses his pain and grief, longing for relief in God, saying, My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? At the end of this verse, when the psalmist says, While people say to me all the day long, Where is your God? It shows the psalmist's feelings toward what people around him have said to discourage him. 
Those people who have said, where is your God, are making him feel as if God has abandoned him or are wanting him to doubt God's presence. In verse 4, the psalmist reflects back on happier times, saying, These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One with shouts of joy and praise among festive throng. Here the psalmist reflects on how it used to be, the happier times. The good old days where he would go to the house of the Lord and pour out his heart before the Lord. This is something we can probably all relate to in the current season of life or in our spiritual life. For some real talk, often I think of the things that are just so different now from how it was before pre-pandemic. And now as we are kind of in the post-pandemic phase, we see how these past two years have affected all of us in some way or another. In the past months, maybe there have been times when it was hard for you to get back into Christian community and get plugged in again. Or perhaps it's been hard for you to just even get in the Word. Or maybe there have been times in the past year and a half where you have questioned this whole quote-unquote Jesus thing and are just trying to somehow find your way back to the days of old, how it used to be. In this verse, this is what the psalmist is expressing and feeling. After kind of talking to himself this whole time, the psalmist brings it all to the Lord through an honest prayer. He writes in verses 6 through 10, My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love, at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taught me, saying to me all day long, where is your God? But then in verse 11, he reminds and challenges his soul to put his hope, trust, and focus in the Lord, saying, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So in this first psalm, Psalm 42, we see the psalmist longing for God first and foremost, his expression of his grief and pain, and in the end, surrendering everything to the Lord, finding relief in him, and reminding his soul to put his hope in God. So next, we're going to move on to the second psalm we will discuss in relation to our souls being thirsty for God, Psalm 63. This psalm is a psalm of David written while he was in the desert of Judah. This is what Enduring Word Commentary has to say about when it might have been written. Most commentators believed it to belong either to David's wilderness years before he came to the throne of Israel or to his brief exile from the throne in rebellion in the rebellion of Absalom, the wilderness years when hunted down by King Saul are preferred but not held with absolute certainty. David starts off this psalm in verses 1 through 2 saying, You God are my God, earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you, my whole being longs for you, in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power in your glory. Here, drinking water and thirst is mentioned again, just like Psalm 42, where the deer pants for the streams of water. 
This is what Enduring Word Commentary again says about drinking and thirst in the Bible. Drinking and thirst are common pictures of man's spiritual need in God's supply. Here we see an emphasis on David calling God his God, or Elohim, which was a name of God and what people called God in the Old Testament. David also used the word thirst, and instead of a comparison of a deer longing for water, David compares him thirsting for the Lord as one would thirst for water in a dry, hot desert. Next, in verses 3 through 6, David prays the Lord, remembering the greatness of God, saying, Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Now, while we are focusing on the aspect of this psalm where David cries out to the Lord, thirsty for the things of God, we are still going to take a look at the rest of this chapter where David praises and clings to the promises of God in the midst of his storm. What was his storm? His storm was trying to hide in the wilderness so that he wouldn't be killed by those who wanted to take over his throne. Throughout David's life, he withdrew to the wilderness to be in hiding. He was on the run many times in his life. Just imagine being in David's shoes. There is always someone out there on the hunt to kill you and take over your throne. But even in the most intense of circumstances, David still remembers the Lord. Amid all the chaos, he still looks to God and desires to be in his presence. Even in the storm, David praises the Lord. He remembers the greatness of his God and commits to praising him as long as he lives, knowing that the Lord has provided all that he has. His mind is still fixed on the Lord, even when he is lying on his bed at night. Next, in verses 7-11, through 11, we see David clinging to the promises of God, standing firm and putting his faith in the Lord. He writes, Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you, your right hand upholds me. Those who want to kill me will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God will glory in him, while the mouths of liars will be silenced. Here David declares that he will look to the Lord for help and sing even while hiding in the shadow of the Lord's wings. He declares that those who want to kill him will be destroyed. Something we see in these Psalms is this. When our souls thirst for God, we will be filled and nourished by him. When we are filled by the Lord, it leads to praise, recalling God's faithfulness and confidence in what he has said in his word. It leads us to challenge ourselves to put our faith in Jesus and always long for his presence, even in the hardest of circumstances. No matter the season, whether it may be a tough one or a pretty good one, we should always long for the things of God. Next, we will be diving into another Psalm of David, Psalm 27. Like many of David's Psalms, it's hard to tell what period of his life this was written in. We see this Psalm talk about his troubles from his enemies and adversaries, which is something David faced a lot throughout his life. 
Through this psalm, we will not only see his desire for the Lord rewarded, but we will also see his great confidence in God. In verses 1 through 3, we see David's great confidence in the Lord. He writes, The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. We see two main things here in these first three verses of Psalm 27. Number one, David declares who the Lord is to him. And because of who God is, he declares that he has nothing to fear and nothing to be afraid of. Number two, we also see some even if blank happens, still I will blank statements. David says that even though an army comes after him, he will not fear. And if war broke out against him, still even then, he would be confident in the Lord. Next, in verse 4, we see a shift in David's tone. His praise made him shift to think about how wonderful it is to seek the Lord and be in his presence. Imagine the emotions he may have been going through writing this verse when he says, One thing I ask from the Lord... This only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. This verse always reminds me of the song Most Beautiful slash So in Love by Maverick City Music. This song has the words of verse 4 and also talks about just standing in awe of the Lord and his goodness, just desiring to be with him. I encourage you to listen to this song as you reflect on this week's devotional and podcast episode. Some of the key lyrics are the following. One thing I desire, only this I seek, just to dwell, dwell, dwell here forever. This will be my posture, laying at your feet. Oh, just to dwell, dwell, dwell here forever. Dearest father, closest friend, most beautiful. There are no words, there's nothing left. So our love sings to you. Now we move on to verses 5 through 6, which show us the blessings of desiring God's presence. These verses say the following. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. So we see here that when we desire God's presence, the outpouring effects are that we have a place of refuge, we have a place of safety, and we can have joy amid chaos, just as David did. Next, in verses 7 through 12, we see David's prayer to the Lord, choosing to seek the Lord with a humble heart. He writes, Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, Seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, For false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. 
Finally, we see David close out this psalm with him yielding to the promises of God and choosing to put his confidence in the Lord. He writes in verses 13 through 14, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. So through this psalm, we saw David's great confidence in the Lord amid his difficult circumstances. We can only get that kind of confident, steadfast, unmovable faith through the Lord. Nothing else, not by people or things, can we gain a confident faith. May our prayer be as David's, confident in the Lord, in his promises, with one desire and thing we seek, to be with the Lord. So we have gone through all three psalms, and wow, there was a lot packed into those three psalms for us to learn. Next, we will be asking ourselves three main discussion questions, one based on each one of the psalms, and also two practical applications we can take away from this week's devotional in the psalms. Number one, in Psalm 42 verse 3, we saw that distance from God grieved the psalmist. This brings up an essential question for us. Does distance from God grieve us? Or in other words, when our relationship with God may not be as strong or we haven't been in the word daily, does it grieve our hearts knowing something is missing and our heart is longing to be close to the heart of God? Does it grieve you to see others far from their relationship with God? As believers, it should. What burdens the heart of God should burden our hearts. What breaks the heart of God should break our heart. When we wander away from the Lord and choose the world's way, thirsty for the things of this world and not for the things of God, it breaks God's heart. Why? Because God desires an intimate and genuine relationship with us. And God is a jealous God wanting to sit on the throne of our heart. May we pray for a deep desire for the things of God, wanting to always be near to the heart of God in a heart that breaks for the things that break the heart of God. Number two, in Psalm 62, verse three through six, we see David remember the goodness of God in his life, even in the most intense of circumstances, hiding from those who wanted to kill him. Amid all the chaos, he still looks to God and desires to be in his presence. In the midst of your, quote unquote, intense circumstance, do you still look to the Lord for help and recall the goodness of God in your life? No matter the season or circumstances, may we always long for the things of God and remember his goodness in our lives. And number three, in Psalm 27 verse four, we saw David's one request of the Lord and the one thing he sought, which was to dwell in the house of the Lord, seek the Lord in his temple, and to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. A big question comes up for us here. Ask yourself, what is my number one desire or what is my heart longing for? Is there something that I am valuing more than time in God's presence? One thing that determines what we desire is what consumes our thoughts. So ask yourself, what is consuming my thoughts? Often what consumes our thoughts becomes our wants or needs and can eventually become our greatest desire. May we fill our minds with the things above and let God be our number one desire and longing. And now here are two quick practical applications. Number one, do heart checks regularly. Coming back to the reflection questions we just discussed will help reveal where our hearts are at, 
what our true number one desire is, and how we can turn back to the Lord, repent, and choose to pursue Jesus wholeheartedly. And number two, stay thirsty. It sounds basic, but stay thirsty for the things of God. When you sense the Holy Spirit convicting you that you are prioritizing something else above spending time with your Heavenly Father, listen to that nudge. Choose to take the things God has been convicting you about and sit down and reflect with Him and talk to Him about it. Stay thirsty for the things of God and choose to make Him a priority, even in what may seem like the hardest and busiest of seasons. No matter the season, just as a deer longs for the streams of water, May our souls long for God. And that's the end of this week's podcast episode, continuing our series in the Psalms. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. And also don't forget to leave a rating if you're listening on Spotify or a rating and review if you are listening on the Apple Podcasts app. This helps reach more people with the good news and help more people find the podcast. Thanks for listening and have a blessed week. (laughs) 